0: Domingo Santana.
1: Get you ready for the weekend and ready for fantasy week 20. Welcome to the show. This is fantasy baseball today. I'm Adam Azer. You know me. You know Scott White, right? Everybody knows you, Scott. Yeah, I guess. And then there's this Heath Cummings guy who's joining the show today. Woohoo! What?
2: Yes, Scott White hears that I'm going to be on the show today and says, so are you just coming on to like drop grenades or because, you know, I'm obviously not coming on to offer any type of qualitative fantasy baseball analysis. So why are you here then? Um, to, to, to lob grenades. For entertainment to... purposes only. Yeah. Actually, the truth of the matter is th- this time of year, my fantasy baseball teams start to go in the tank. I just wanted to come on here <laughs> and pick Scott's brain because Scott's ah. kind of lazy with his waiver wire pickups, and he doesn't do anything till all at once on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go pick up all the guys that he says to pick up today. Hey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look. I I, I picked up Blake Parker. Yesterday, without realizing Blake Parker didn't get a save yesterday. Uh That was pretty weird. Yeah. We'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, I actually picked up Blake Parker the night before last. So mm-hmm. I, the, the time I don't wait until the weekend to make my claims, it blows up in my
1: face. There you kind go. of
0: like a grenade lobbed at me.
1: Yeah, so we're already, Heath is in, un, in wait, unintentionally, inadvertently lobbing grenades. At oh, Scott that White. was completely advertent. Oh, I see, I see. <clears throat> so, okay, uh, Tim Beckham we'll talk about. He's batting five hundred with the Orioles. Dominic Smith is up today. Reese Hoskins made his major league debut yesterday. We'll talk about those guys again. Look at the most added list. Are Carlos Rodon and Marco Estrada back officially? Anything to be concerned about? Danny Salazar sort of regressed to old Danny Salazar last night. Um, a lot, really. And two-star pitchers for next week. What stood out to you yesterday, Scott White?
0: What stood out to me yesterday, Adam Azer, was a number of things. Um, you know what really stood out to me, and I know this is this is probably not a great name to lead the show with. Uh oh, <laughs> Mark Leiter, for the second time in like a week, bailed out a Philly starting pitcher with a long relief appearance. Four innings last time; it was five innings this time, and a ton of strikeouts both times. It was four innings. It was four and a third innings with nine strikeouts last time. It was five innings with seven strikeouts, one run allowed this time. And considering Vince Velasquez left because of numbness in his middle finger that to this point is unexplained. Which finger, Scott, show me? Uh, the one right in between these two. <laughs> um, love it. It, uh, it, uh, it, we could see lighter in the rotation.
1: Interesting. Kind all of right. interesting. Five innings, one run, seven strikeouts, no walks uh, against the Mets yesterday. Well, I like it. You know, we we talk about the same old guys all the time. Mark Leiter. We have I don't think ever said his name, Mark Leiter or Al Leiter. Well,
0: this is Mark Leiter Jr. Actually, so oh he's okay related to the other Leiter. Well, I guess he's related to both, right? Because Alan Mar- the, and the original Mark were are brothers. Is that right? I did not know
1: that. I think they he's are. He's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Go talk to Mark Leiter. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mark Leiter is 2% owned. Uh Heath, what stood out to you yesterday other than Samaj P. Ryan?
2: Remember two years ago when Cattell Marte was one of my favorite breakout candidates, and then he was terrible, and then he got traded, and then he couldn't even make the opening day roster? He's back. He's on fire. 444 in five starts <laughs> since coming back from the – was it the bereavement yeah. list? Yeah,
1: yeah. And and a 10-game hitting streak for Cattell Marte, during which Marte is batting 4-12 with two home runs, four doubles, five walks to three strikeouts. So Marte is 10% owned. And He's I know- doing
2: everything except for the one thing I was pretty sure he would do, which is steal bases. <laughs>
1: Well, I, uh, I will ask you this. So, their ownership percentages are very different. Tim Beckham is 53% owned. He's batting four, uh, 500 with the Orioles, with three homers in, oh, I don't know. He's 20 for 40. I don't know how many games it's been. Tim Beckham's 53% owned. Cattell Marte is 10% owned. Who would you rather have at shortstop? Uh,
0: um, I'd rather have Marte. I think I would too. Yeah, I Ooh. would. I, but you know, I, I really, Really have a hard time forcing myself to turn to a player with just the kind of abysmal plate discipline that Tim Beckham has. Yeah. Because it rarely works out in the long run. I feel like Adam Jones is kind of on an island as far as that. I mean, we've even seen Rugnet Odor fall off considerably this year. Expectations were just too high. Well, maybe they should. Yeah, I mean, he he's the guy who walked 16 times last year. Tim Beckham's like that, except he strikes out even more than Ruggedetto Odor, um, well more than him, I think. So, uh, nice hot streak for Beckham. I think last time you were on Heath, you said he was a hot hand play at a weak position, and I don't disagree with that, but I don't have much faith in him in the long run.
1: So, we're, we've given you Mark Leiter, who's 2% owned, Catal Marte, who's 10% owned, <laughs> CJ Krohn is 8% owned. Since the All-Star break, he's batting three fifty seven with six home runs. In August, Crone is batting four fourteen with three home runs. He's been a guy who can get hot for a little while. Uh Any interest in an eight percent owned CJ Crone?
2: The problem with CJ Crone is that he doesn't play shortstop. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> nor CJ Crone played
1: shortstop. I'd be very interested, right? But I mean, w- how about this? Would you drop? And we're going to put this guy in the dropo meter later. Would you drop Albert Pujols for CJ Crone?
0: Sure, I wouldn't. I don't know why Pujols is still on your roster.
1: Yeah, I have the drop. He still meter hit later. home runs at least. Yeah, he's so bad. So the dropometer has Albert Pujols and it's 74% owned and I usually put everybody's stats next to them in the dropometer and for Pujols I just put please drop him. <laughs> <laughs> 74% owned Albert Pujols is one of the one of the most overowned players in fantasy baseball. But this doesn't mean you have to History. drop for CJ I can't disagree with that statement. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we got some uh, some call ups to get to a James Paxton injury. Let's start with this news item though. Trey Turner, this should have been bigger news. Hopes to return with thirty to forty games remaining in the season, which is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't swung a bat yet.
2: That sounds a little bit optimistic to me. I think he was cleared to
0: though, uh, just yesterday.
2: Um, so
0: I don't know. It might be closer to thirty than forty. Yes, cause that would be, well, that's three weeks away. That seems like more time than necessary. I mean, we, we can't imagine he's going to start a rehab assignment in the next 10 days. Maybe I, two weeks from now <laughs> he starts a rehab assignment? I don't know that, I don't know, maybe, but maybe not. Like it's not like he's a pitcher. It's not like there needs to be this slow build up. And then you've got concerns when he comes back.
2: I mean, we've guys come back from those hand slash wrist injuries. It, sometimes it takes a little while to get the pop back
1: he'll still steal bases but sure uh 98% owned still and nobody is dropping Trey Turner
0: right yeah no nobody should have and uh he'll still have plenty of time to contribute for you unless you play in a league with playoffs and you're eliminated <laughs> uh before they start
1: okay so Trey Turner hopefully back soon mm-hmm. James Paxton left with a pectoral strain that sound i just made was mm-hmm. It sucks, you know. He's already been on the DL. They don't know the severity. We won't speculate, but Paxton is definitely a guy that people are going to look at next year and say, "Can he stay healthy?" The answer is probably no. You never know, but it's been a tough, it's been an uphill battle for James Paxton. So we talked about Reese Hoskins and Dominic Smith yesterday. They're owned in a similar amount of leagues. Hoskins forty one percent owned. Dominic Smith thirty seven percent owned. Now, if Dominic Smith is the better prospect, which he is, right, Scott? Why is why is it that you like Reese Hoskins more?
0: I feel like Reese Hoskins is considered the lesser prospect because he was the lesser prospect to begin with. So he hasn't quite – he didn't really even enter the prospect conversation till this year. And Dominic Smith has been since he was drafted as an 18-year-old. So that's – in my eyes, Reese Hoskins is actually the better prospect because I have no concerns about the kind of power he's going to hit for. I do about Dominic Smith, and I feel like like I'm kind of bummed that I, I keep having to sound like a downer about Dominic Smith because I, I like the profile. I like high-floor hitter prospects like he is. Like We know he's a good hitter. It's just is the power going to develop enough at first base for him to be a good fantasy hitter? Uh, you know, you play in a deep enough league, it probably will, but in the standard 12 team format, I don't know, and I especially don't know this year where, you know, there are at least 20 starting caliber first basemen in that format already. I, I like Smith. I don't know, I, I just don't know if it's in the cards for him to make a worthwhile contribution this year.
1: Would you guys drop Chris Davis with a C for either Dominic Smith or Reese Hoskins?
0: I would not. I would drop him for Hoskins in a points league. Okay. And that was kind of when I was moving Hoskins up in my rankings yesterday. Like, Chris Smith was the the point where I moved Hoskins just ahead in a points league Chris, and just behind Davis, in a Roto League.
2: I, I did see an interesting tweet the other day about Dominic Smith because he is playing in Las Vegas, which is one of the best hitting environments in the minor leagues. And he's hitting three thirty three which was the same average as Kevin Plowecki in the same lineup, and Ploiecki's ISO was like 30 points higher. So you've got to take what he's done this year at least. And I think he's a good – like what Scott said, he's going to hit for a decent average, but I don't know how much pops are.
1: Okay, and he's also just 22 years old, so we'll keep that in mind uh, for Dominic Smith. All right, so we talked about them yesterday. We talked about them today. Check out the rankings on, on CBSSports.com slash fantasy. If you want some more advice on who to drop for Reese Hoskins or Dominic Smith, Trevor Cahill's on the DL with a shoulder shoulder impingement syndrome, and Kansas City called up Kevin McCarthy. Jacob Degrom may not be able to make his next start, and maybe it'll get pushed back. But he was hit on the arm by a comebacker. He should be fine long term, but his I guess we could say Degrom's next start is up in the air. Clint Frazier's on the DL. Aaron Hicks is back. Jordan Montgomery probably going to start Sunday for CC Sabathia against Chris Sale and the Red Sox. Vince Velasquez, as Scott mentioned, left with numbness in his finger. His status for his next start is unclear. Jason Kipnis, they're calling him day-to-day. They're calling Kipnis day-to-day with a hamstring injury, but this hamstring already put him on the DL. So we'll see. Terry Francona says it was more precautionary to remove Kipnis. Brian Goodwin, going to talk about him every day. Brian Goodwin homered, yeah. So what is he now, 10% owned maybe? Anybody want a piece of Brian Goodwin, Nationals leadoff hitter?
0: He deserves to be more owned than that.
1: Well, 10 he can't was a play guess. shortstop, right? He can't play shortstop, and he is 9% owned. <laughs> all right. Keep on climbing, I, Brian Goodwin. I
0: kind of see him as like – there, there's, there's some Jackie Bradley qualities to Brian Goodwin, but the biggest difference is you're pretty confident Goodwin's not going to be any kind of help at all on batting average.
1: And uh, Michael Fulmer should be back next week. That's a relief. And Lonnie Chisenhall could be back on Sunday, which is a big surprise because they were just talking about Chisenhall like, not really being close. Now I see this note that he could be back Sunday. We'll see about Lonnie Chisenhall. And, of course, bad news, Rally Cat is missing. Probably the work of some deranged Kansas City Royals fan who did not want the Cardinals to have their Rally Cat Rallycat is missing, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Isn't it possible like Animal Control picked him up?
1: No, so the story is some lady, like they took the cat out of the stadium and some lady took the cat and was planning on adopting it. And at some point in her journey home with Rallycat, Rallycat jumped away from the lady and is no longer, we don't know, his whereabouts are unknown. Or her whereabouts are unknown. I don't know what the cat is. Say he's a guy. So, Animal Control, Adam. Rallycat's missing. All cats are girls. (laughs) You're not a cat guy, are you? All dogs are boys. All cats (laughs) are girls. Everybody knows that. In the bullpen. So Blake Parker looking like the closer, and then he comes in in the seventh inning yesterday. Then Bud Norris crapped the bed in the eighth inning. But then the Angels took the lead again in the top of the ninth, and Cam Bedrosian got the save. And Bedrosian now, in his last six appearances, five and two-thirds scoreless, four walks, nine strikeouts. He had been pretty bumpy before that. All right. What do you think? What, who's getting the next save? I,
0: I don't know what to think anymore. My world is turned completely <laughs> upside down because all signs pointed to Blake Parker yesterday and, uh, looked like Bedrosian wasn't even in the discussion because of recent struggles and just the role, the way, the way the angels were using him. I'm pretty sure it's not Bud Norris. Pretty sure. I I can't even say that with hundred percent certainty. But um I don't know. I don't I don't feel confident in Parker anymore, and I don't feel confident in Bedrosian necessarily either.
1: Great. Wonderful. Any concerns about Edwin Diaz or Brad Hands job security after rough outings yesterday? No. Okay. Let's play a game called Are They Back.
0: Uh, although it it was interesting that Hands came in the seventh inning.
1: Yes, yeah, so they brought Hand in to face Joey Votto, actually in the middle of a Votto at bat, with some runners on, and he ended up walking Votto, and then I think he got a strikeout, and then he gave up a grand slam to Scooter Jeanette.
0: Yeah, they brought him in with a 2-2 count, I think. Yeah, weird. Really weird. Very strange. But yeah. he's their guy,
1: so, so Brad Hand. Uh, alright.
0: I, I think it's just, I think that was just Andy Green, you know, trying a new age approach to the bullpen, and uh, it backfired in this case. So I, I, I still think he'll mostly reserve Hand for the night.
1: And Hand has had 23 straight scoreless appearances before this.
2: Are don't Car, don't Car- worry about it. Just hold your hand.
1: Oh, all right. There you go. I like it. Um, are Carlos Rodon and Marco Estrada back? They are both about 75% owned, so might be available in some leagues. Are Carlos Rodon and Marco Estrada back?
2: Uh Carlos Rodon is everything
0: I'd ever hoped that he would be. That's yes. good. Certainly has been last three starts. I'm all in on Carlos Rodon. And I feel like Estrada's looking like he's back too. The the Blue Jay the, the recap on the Blue Jays team site did make reference to some mechanical changes he has made. He didn't they didn't specify what exactly those were, but three strong seven inning starts now after just getting pummeled for two months before that.
1: I well, think yeah, I think
0: what Chris and I had been saying about Estrada is, is kind of playing out here. He's got his command back, and so he's back to being effective.
1: He did pitch very, very well yesterday, and I think Estrada is a two start pitcher, and I'm guessing Rodon is two. Sorry, I should have had that pulled up. Here we go. Estrada has um, Tampa Bay at home and the Cubs on the road, and Rodon is a one start pitcher next week. But how do you feel about a two-star Estrada, Cubs on the road, Tampa Bay at home?
0: I could see doing that. I'd be more likely to do it in a points league, of course.
1: Yep. Okay. Carlos Rodan is a one-star pitcher and he is facing, <clears throat> he's facing the Dodgers on the road next week. Uh, actually, yeah. yeah, the Dodgers on the road. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, that's,
0: that sounds dangerous.
1: Yeah, but but then again, look at these three starts for Rodon: Cleveland at the Red Sox and home against Houston, and he's given up five yeah. earned runs in twenty-two and a third. So yeah, I mean, I fire. don't. It, it wouldn't be a flat note for me just
0: thinking through, practically speaking, my different pitching staffs. I feel like normally the one start options I go with are ones I wouldn't even have to think about. What is their matchup because they're just that good, and I, I don't know that
1: Rodon's quite reached that level yet. Scott wrote a very terrifying article yesterday. We're going to talk about it in just a (laughs) second. (laughs) But, fellas, you may be running out of time. This offer will not last forever. Get yourself an Indochino suit. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com. These suits are nearly $800 without our offer code. But if you go to Indochino dot com and use the code F-B-T at checkout, it's yours for $379. That's promo code F-B-T at Indochino dot com. So Indochino's making it easy to get a perfectly tailored suit at an incredible price. You can choose from hundreds of top-quality fabrics and personalize your suit just the way you want it for work, for a wedding, for any special occasion – indochino has suited up hundreds of thousands of men and now we're talking about the largest made to measure menswear brand in the world and i give you honest testimonials all the time this is one of the best purchases i've made i'll be getting another one soon it's the only suit i want to wear now and i need more suits so i'm an indochino believer it's great quality fits me perfectly you can buy it online or check out an indochino showroom and our listeners can get any premium indochino suit for just 379 dollars at Indochino.com with the promo code FBT at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price. Made to measure. Premium suit. Shipping's free. Indochino.com. Promo code FBT for any premium suit for just three seventy nine and free shipping. Scott, thanks for scaring everybody with your innings limit story.
0: Listen, my, my very first sentence of this column was everybody just relax, okay? <laughs> my goal here wasn't to scare anybody. In fact, it was halfway to uh, eliminate concerns that people had been giving me over. Basically, the concept is innings limits, which pitchers are nearing what may well be an inning ceiling for them, which ones may either be shut down completely or have their innings pulled back over the, le- the next few weeks. And uh, I was trying to identify the 10 pitchers that that's most likely to happen for.
1: And who do you think is most likely to be shut down with an innings limit?
0: I think it's Luis Castillo. He and Jeff Hoffman and Dylan Bundy are the three who have already exceeded their previous high in innings. I feel like teams generally allow for a 30 to 40 inning increase from one season to the next. In fact, for young pitchers that you're developing, that's ideal because it obviously allows them to go even deeper. The next season, but if they're already here in mid August past their, their previous high, that means they probably have
1: four to five starts left. Okay. Luis Castillo. Severino Uh is kind of the headliner of this story. What, what's your takeaway on, on Severino? So Severino is fifth
0: on this list of 10. And the way I worded it was these are the 10 who I think are most likely to uh, have innings issues going forward, but I don't know that all 10 are likely. They're the most likely, but not all 10 are likely. Severino at five is the last of them who I feel like is likely because he's at 139 and a third. His previous high is 161 and two thirds, so he's about 22 innings away from his previous high. Uh, you know, you add 60, to his current total, because there's probably about ten turns left for most pitchers. Average six a start, that's pretty generous, but let's say you add sixty to it. That that would probably be fine. But the issue of course is that the Yankees intend to keep playing beyond the regular season. Now it's it's a weird situation because they're going to have to fight to get to the postseason. Severino's been their best pitcher this year. I don't know how much they can pull back on him without seriously jeopardizing their October status, especially since Assuming they win a wild card, it may be all of one game that they play in October, but it may not be. I mean, they they may go to the World Series. Who knows? So at some point, if they care at all about their future, they're going to have to be careful with Severino. I think they're going to try to kind of straddle the fence here, play for right now while also preserving him. And maybe we see him make some four-plus inning starts in September.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, they have the bullpen to help him out with that. Dylan Bundy, someone you have to be really concerned about. You can see it in Scott's story. Uh, you know, the, Buck Showalter says we've got Bundy mapped out through the start of September. We'll be easing the throttle a little bit so we can push it again if we need to. So he's up there. Lance McCullers is another guy, and the longer he stays on the DL, you know, that would help him down the stretch, right, McCullers?
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think the DL stint, the fact that he's has a sore back, you know, kind of a vague injury to begin with. Uh, and, and he's already missed two turns and there's still no timetable for him. I think the Astros are basically just preserving him for the postseason already. And I don't know what that means for him in September. Maybe he'll make two or three more starts. I think you have to try to get him back on track before yeah. you get to the playoffs. So right.
2: I, I would, I would expect he may still have some value late in roto leagues and points
0: leagues. It's, uh, you gotta get there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Jeff Hoffman is another one. You, you mentioned Bundy. Bundy, Castillo, and Jeff Hoffman are the three who already have more than their previous high in innings. And their number numbers one, two, three on the list. Number five, and this kind of begins the group I'm less concerned with, but Zach Godley, who I had nothing but good things to say about. He is now, uh looks like, 27 innings from his previous high. Which, again, they're looking to exceed their previous high by 30 or 40 innings. So it. it he may be fine, but the Diamondbacks, of course, also have designs on the postseason, and he has been their second-best pitcher this year, if not their best. Um, so you would think they'd want him to be a big part of their postseason plans. But like the Yankees, it may just be one game for the Diamondbacks, too. So how careful—there's th- a chance they could overdo it, being careful with him. Right. They're not going to win the division. <laughs> I, I think he'll probably be okay, but like with Severino, we may see some shorter starts in
1: September. So godly, like they're gonna have the Zach attack if they advance past the wild card game. Granky godly. Granky and godly. ZG ZG, I like it. Yeah. Crazy. Alright, so if you want more, just read the story. Some interesting stuff in there. Jacob Feria is mentioned. Jose Barrios. Is Scott concerned about innings limits for these guys? Aaron Nola as well. Don't freak Garrett out! Garrett Cole, let's
0: just mention all the names. Garrett Cole's the, that Garrett Cole might be the most surprising one, but read what I have to say about that.
1: Yeah. Okay, very surprising and very interesting. And Garrett Cole pitched pretty well yesterday. Uh, having said that, I think we should take a look at the most added players in CBSSports.com leagues. You can find this On our website, if you look at the roster trends, and it's uh, another thing you can find in your league on CBS Sports, James McCann is the number one catcher and the number one most added player, number one most added catcher and most added player. Uh, Tim Beckham, Reese Hoskins, Christian Vasquez, Hyunjin Ryu. There's your top five. Two catchers, McCann and Vasquez, Beckham, Reese Hoskins, and Hyunjin Ryu. Well, not the most exciting top five I've ever seen on the most added list. Ryu is the most exciting to me, but uh what do you guys think?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that.
1: I just don't trust I'm, James McCann. I, I don't know that anybody picking him up does trust James McCann, but people would yeah, guess. just
0: making the best of a bad situation. Two high-profile catchers just went down, and I mean, what what else are you going to do? <laughs>
1: I was going to pick up Alex Avila in my Wilson Contreras league, but he was taken. So I picked up—instead of McCann, I went with Tyler Flowers. Yeah, those—that makes sense. I, I would take Avila or Flowers over
0: McCann, but I think Flowers has ranked high enough for long enough that even in one catcher leagues, there's a good chance he's owned already. I don't know what his percentage is exactly, but he's 46. I mean, 46. 46. So. Huh, exactly the same as yeah, McCann. Yeah, I'd true. go with Flowers over McCann. Although, McCann gets more regular playing time right now.
1: He does. Yeah, I know. But maybe it's a points-categories thing because playing time matters more in points leagues. Or, or I guess sitting matters less in categories leagues is probably the better way to say it. Chad Cool, yeah. Brandon Woodruff, Denelson Lamette. Lamette's he's fun. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He's pretty much a two-pitch pitcher, so that sucks, but – yeah, he he and Luis Castillo both showed off a little bit yesterday. They're good pitchers. Um Cool, Woodruff, LeMet. Is LeMet your favorite in that group? Yes. I
0: might actually like Woodruff a little more just because of the team he has around him. Is let's Lumet, two starts this week, right? Yeah. Both of them at home?
1: Oh, I don't. Let's see. LeMet. I, I know one yes. of them at home. I think both of them. Philadelphia at home. and Washington.
0: Yeah, both at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have LeMet.
1: Right, we probably get into that more when we talk about the two-star pitchers. The most added list bore is me. Russell Martin is also on the most added list. I did go with Tyler Flowers over Russell Martin, which I stared at the two names for about 20 seconds, and finally was like, Russell Martin stinks. Uh, so, <laughs> But gosh, Tyler Flowers. I don't know. Who would you rather have? Martin, Flowers, McCann. Who's your favorite? Martin.
0: In a points league, definitely Martin. In a roto league, I could see how the difference in batting average might scare you away from him. But he plays more regularly than Flowers. He walks a lot. Decent points league guy still.
1: Yeah, it was a categories league for me. All right, that's a, a quick look at the most added list. I got a couple of emails yesterday. Both of them had the same subject line, and I, I'm i pretty sure they were from different people. Where were to get two emails that say, is this collusion in the subject line? <laughs> right. One of them capitalized, is this and collusion, like I, T, and C. The other one was lowercase on the T and this and the C and collusion. But I'm going to say mm. these are the same subject line. Is this collusion from Joe in Turkmenistan? I want to drop Angleton Simmons to pick up Jerry's Familia. Uh, I don't want my main division rival to pick up Angleton Simmons. My rival has Marcus Simeon in a high waiver priority. Therefore, I am speaking to other members of the league and will literally accept their worst player in a trade for Simmons to stop my rival from getting him. Is this collusion or is this in the spirit of fantasy baseball?
2: So you are going to trade Simmons, drop whoever you trade him for, and pick up Familia.
1: It seems that way, yeah.
2: Uh I, I think that's genius.
0: You what 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 ruins it for me is the fact you're going to immediately drop the one and only player you trade for. It's going to
2: look bad. I, right. It's going to look bad. But you're not doing this to make another team better. I have no you're problem. You're doing with this it. for your own strategy. So I've no, no problem. Not collusion. Yeah, Quite it's almost like not collusion.
1: It would almost be like a team in baseball, Major League Baseball, taking a lesser trade from a like an AL East team taking a lesser trade from a National League team rather than trading right. for better. So value you're this guy rate. the minute?
0: Didn't the Mets just do that with Jay? The Mets, yeah. just
1: did that. <laughs> so, Maybe it depends who you ask. But no. But the um, thing is, the Mets did I that with the I Yankees. I don't think it's
0: in the spirit of fantasy baseball. I I think. You have to, at least for the next lineup lock, hold on to the player you traded for.
2: You do not, Joe. There's nothing yeah, in I your agree. rules
1: that says you have to do that. <laughs> I like it. Go win your league. <laughs> not Okay, so two to one, say not collusion. How about this one from I'm, – I'm not, not collusion. I just don't think it's okay. kosher. Okay. I'm not going to read the name here. It seems like a fake, dirty name take on a movie. <laughs> I apologize
2: <laughs> to the person that sent this email that Adam just said your name seems like a fake – Dirty Look at the name. name.
1: There's no way that's, that's a real no, name. I'm,
2: I'm reading. I, I read it. It seems like a fine name to me. It, it it's doesn't. Like, no, it doesn't. He's been traumatized throughout middle and high school and thought he was finally an adult and safe from this type of ridicule. And then he sends us an email and you say, "I'm not going to read your name because it seems like a fake, dirty name."
1: I'll let Heath read it, but it's a Lord of the Rings play. A play on a Lord of the Rings name. Uh, <laughs> it, it's fr- It's from Mr. Sagins, Dilbo Sagins. Dilbo Saggins, okay. Dear Cooper, Hawk, and Truman. I don't know that. I always say the A team when I hear names like that, but I don't know. I'm in a 12-team points league. Um, The last place team just made a trade with the second place team. Last place cannot mathematically make the playoffs. It's not a keeper league. Last place team traded Harper to the second place team for Adam Duvall, Kyle Schwarber, Eduardo Nunez and Jacob Faria. So- With collusion. He gave up Harper for Duval, Schwaber, Nunez, and Faria.
2: Yep, it's collusion. Kick him out of the league.
1: I- I don't- Would it be collusion if he were still- It's not- it's, uh, The trade itself is not that bad. I mean, the Harper side probably wins, but it's not a terrible haul for Harper. Duval, Schwarber, Nunez, and no, Faria. No, it's not.
0: I mean, Faria and Duval, Nunez are probably started in every 12-team points league. I think it's collusion.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, that's why I put that. That's why. It's only
0: collusion. I mean, collusion is a matter of intent,
2: right? Right. What would his intent be other than to help the second-place team? To try and make himself better. But He's already been eliminated.
0: That 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 doesn't mean you shouldn't try.
2: You wish he had a commissioner like Adam Azer that said, do not make any trades if you've been mathematically
0: eliminated. (laughs) So,
1: Scott, if you were the commissioner of this league and you saw last last last-place team gives Bryce Harper to second-place team, no, I,
0: I would not, I would not assume the last place team is just trying to help the second place team win. That's...
1: So you'd let the trade stand? Yes, absolutely. Alright. I do think it's interesting if you, if to make, I know Scott would disagree with it, but to make just a blanket rule, once you're eliminated from the postseason, you are no longer allowed to make trades. I think that's interesting. Uh, Keeper league obviously would be different. Much different. I, w- I wonder what people think about that. Let's do a I mean, granted, it's,
0: it's hard to prove collusion unless it's admitted to.
1: We got about twenty-five uh, minutes left. I'm going to do his Twitter poll here. Totally a judgment call.
0: No. I the thing is, if you if you sus- suspect somebody colluded, like you you always say, Heath, you have to kick him out of the league. Yep. So if, unless you're willing to go that far, you can't deny this trade. Okay,
1: moving on. Rookie watch. Let's let's catch up on some of the rookies. I want you to tell me if you like their ownership percentages, or if it's too high or too low. Ian Happ, 62% owned. I think it's too high, because he's not an everyday
0: player anymore, and he's been very streaky on the wrong side of it lately.
2: I think it's about right. I don't know that there's that much difference
0: between Ian Happ and Rugnet Odor. One of them plays every day, one of them does not.
1: Yeah, I, Hap's got a 6.63 OPS in his last 34 games, and he sits like half the time.
0: And Odor has had many 30-game stretches with OPSs lower than that. The, it's really the playing times the main thing. I wouldn't have a, a problem lot. with the if he played every day. It, could, it could maybe even stand to be higher if he played every day, but
1: he doesn't. Bradley Zimmer, 61% owned.
0: I think that's maybe a little low, actually. He sits though. Yeah, that's fine. Is he with back me. to
1: sitting. He had been starting yeah.
0: against more left-handers recently.
1: Yeah, he's back to sitting, and they just added Jay Bruce. They're getting Chisenhall back.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay, fair enough. He um, probably does need to be owned in like five outfielder roto leagues, just because of what he can do for you in steals without really hurting you in other things. But otherwise, looks like a looks like a, a format specialist now.
1: Okay, Bradley Zimmer and Ian Happ are 62 and 61% owned. Ahmed Rosario is 67% owned, and he is batting 161 with no walks and 11 strikeouts in nine games. Ahmed Rosario, 67% owned.
2: I think it's fine. You need to keep a hold of him on
0: the bench in case he starts hitting because he's a shortstop. Man, 11 strikeouts to no walks. I, this is because they're close in my rankings, Ahmed Rosario or Catel Marte ownership percentage difference is huge i mean i'd rather be starting Marte right now right
1: yeah i think so i think so
0: but i don't think i could drop rosario for him just i probably had stashed rosario for months already and every time you're having one of these epiphanies
2: i think you should play that little ringtone (laughs) off your phone (laughs) it was like scott you think it picked it up
1: i hope so it was doot 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 what did did it go
0: That's, uh, that's from, that's from Death Note. The, the, uh, I don't know, check it out on Netflix, Death Note, it's good.
1: And, uh, wow, Ezekiel Elliott suspended six games. Just saw that come across the wire. You can't think
2: of anything else now, can you?
1: (laughs) I cannot. Alright, uh, Johan Moncada, 77% own, had his best night. And in August, Moncada is batting 391, but you gotta love the eight walks, eight strikeouts as well. Not a lot of power before last night, um, but what do you think about Moncada? 77% owned? Uh, I mean, now that he's starting to
0: heat up, it would seem like a silly time to drop him, right? Well, I mean, do you think he should be more
1: owned than 77%? He's is-
0: always been this owned since the start of the season. <laughs> so, I guess so. Okay. I would say that this is, a,
2: much like Rosario, this is about right. Mankata's starting to hit. I'm still not starting him.
1: We've got Derek Fisher, thirty nine percent owned. He has sat against the last two lefties that the Astros have faced, and Fisher has been bad against lefties this year. Thirty nine percent owned for Derek Fisher.
0: Cut him. Springer's back. Um but he's still the primary I guess I don't know. I don't know. that's probably fine. He looks like a platoon player like Zimmer, but Zimmer's own didn't a lot more leagues. So 39, uh, it seems fine for Fisher.
1: Raphael Devers, 79% owned. In a mini slump, two for his last 15 with no extra base hits in his last four games. Raphael Devers, 79% owned.
0: I'm fine with that. Yep.
1: Yeah, how could you be disappointed? you got to love what you've gotten from Devers so far. 319 with uh, three home runs, six walks, 11 strikeouts. Jesse Winker, 16% owned. Meh. Cooled off after a really hot start, but Shebler,
0: I don't know that Scott Shebler's coming back. Oh no. Not anytime soon. So uh I I mean it's it's fine. Sixteen's fine. It's just a question to me of should it be even higher.
1: Ozzie Albies is thirty four percent owned. He is batting one sixty seven, but has four walks to three strikeouts in eight games. Ozzie Albies thirty four percent owned.
0: Man, this is depressing.
1: <laughs> you see, I know these minor leaguers have been terrible lately. I don't prospects.
2: think I don't. He doesn't need to be owned in more leagues.
1: Thirty-four percent for that. Albie's.
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, even when even when he got called up, I only moved him up to like twenty-fifth in my second base rankings, just because it's not a position with a lot of standouts. But there are a lot of eh, he's fine. Does he still want a base yet?
1: I don't think so. No. Maybe one.
2: I don't know what he's going to give you.
1: Well, he's not getting on base, you know. He needs to get on base before Ozzie Albies steals any bases. Okay, that's your rookie watch. Do we need to talk about any prospects, Scott?
0: We can. Obviously, uh, two of my five to stash when I wrote this on Wednesday were Hoskins and Dominic Smith. So that goes without saying. The next three are Luke Weaver, Ronald Acuna, Tyler Glasnow, and, you know, I don't really think Acuna is going to come up. I'd put the chances at less than 50-50, but if he does, uh, there was a, there was a nice, uh, piece written on, um, fan rag sports about how you could make a case Acuna is the best prospect in baseball now.
1: For the Braves.
0: Yes. 19 year old outfielder who's gone from high class A to triple A this year and has hit better at every stop. Um, so, you know, just the upside might make it more stashing if you're in a league where you care about that at this point in the season. I think Luke Weaver will get more starts eventually, and we like him. Tyler Glass now has been 161 ERA, 92 strikeouts in 61 and two-thirds innings Ooh. since getting sent back to AAA. Still a lot of walks, but he's making strides with pitch selection and, and other things. So... If he comes back, it'll it'll be like when Blake Snell come, came back. Reason to give him a look again, considering the upside at a position everybody needs more of. But, you know, who really knows?
1: At this point, it's glass now or glass never. Am I right?
0: No, I wouldn't go that far. I know. I just wanted to make the. Punt. You just wanted. Just wanted side. to make the
1: point. <laughs> Uh, Alright, you can check out the prospects also on cbsports.com. We gotta talk more about yesterday, but first the dropo meter has Ioannis Cespedes on it. I'm just gonna put, I'm gonna put guys on here that you're probably gonna give a zero. You might give a zero or a one on the dropo meter. But Cespedes, since returning from his injury, 49 games since coming off the DL, he has a 756 OPS. He's hitting for a little more power in August, 257 ISO, but only a 229 batting average. Would you give any thought to dropping Ioannis Cespedes?
0: Any thought to it? Probably not. Well, I mean, the fact that I say probably not means yes, I would give thought to it, but I probably wouldn't do it. Maybe in like a 10-team, three-outfielder league, I could see just totally going hot hand with that third outfield spot, and Cespedes wouldn't make the cut. But he's been too good for too long for— and hasn't been bad enough this year. I mean, a lot of injuries, yeah, but he's been decent when he's played. Well, I not, cannot not since, let
1: go of
2: your, your anus.
0: Um, since, since I'm coming back. To to zero.
1: Okay. But since coming back, he has been pretty bad. I mean, he's got six home runs in 49 games and a 756 OPS and he's playing hurt.
0: Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah.
1: I understand. Okay. Hey, I, I forgot to mention uh, that all of you, all of you all out there need to go to cbsports.com slash baseball to download our awesome app. So it's our new version of the CBS sports app. It's got. OPS, OBP, WHIP, and fantasy points right there in the box scores. Swipe right on the box score, and if you want to download the app, go to CBSsports.com/baseball. So Cespedes, we're not dropping. Steven Souza is batting 192 with two walks on eleven strikeouts in August. Steven Souza is ninety-one percent owned. Where is Souza on the droppo meter?
0: Oh, you want okay? You want a more definitive take than what I gave for yeah. Cespedes because I'm sensing you're not liking my answer for no, Cespedes. I liked it. I liked it. You do not, in August, drop a top 20 outfielder who is healthy and playing every day.
2: Boom!
1: There you go. I knew that. I knew he'd be a zero, Steven Souza. How about Domingo Santana though? Since the All-Star break, he's batting 220 with three homers, one steal, eight walks, 35 strikeouts in 25 games. Domingo Santana is 84% owned. Dropo meter for Domingo Santana.
0: Three. I honestly don't know that he and Sousa are all that different, just Santana's been cold for longer.
1: Okay, so not dropping I'll him. give
0: him, I'll give him a two.
1: Gregory Polanco, 78% owned, he's batting 154 since coming off the DL. Gregory Polon- Polanco, drop a meter.
2: Adam, would you drop Gregory Polanco to pick up Odubal Herrera?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, six. Ten. <laughs> Get him out of there. I'm tired of this.
1: Albert Pujols, 74% owned, please drop him. Four hundred and seventy three million three hundred and sixteen thousand. Five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred Albert Pools. What is that from? That's how old he is. That's that song. Five hundred twenty-five thousand yeah. six hundred minutes. What what show is that from? Rent? No one knows. It's a big one. And they, I know
0: that song, yeah. Um but I don't and they, Maybe Vanity Fair will write an article about it.
1: <laughs> they did it in the uh They did it in the Seasons of Love. Oh, it's no, yeah, it's Rent. It's called Seasons of Love. is from Rent. They did it in The Office. They sang that song to Michael Scott. Remember when he left? But they are own a little version of it. Good times, everybody. Finally, <laughs> Josh Reddick is seventy five percent owned. He has cooled off a bit. Josh Reddick seventy five percent owned.
2: No, no, because the, the problem with dropping Josh Reddick is his best format is points leagues. And that's also the more shallow format. You couldn't drop him in a five-outfielder league, and I don't think you can drop him in a three-outfielder point league.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know. How, where does he actually rank in terms of... I don't know. It's always higher than I expected to be, considering he's not an everyday player. He is sandwiched between Eric Thames and Joey Gallo, who have both been healthy all year. Well, have both played regularly all year. Um... And I don't think he'd be dropping either right now, certainly not with the ground gala's made up lately, so okay. Actually yeah, let's
1: I, let's go ahead and put Eric Thames on the drop on meter.
0: it's not zero. One. Really? Not, like
1: he hasn't done anything in in three months. Uh, That's yeah. not true. It's pretty true.
0: I'll give it a
2: five. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> you said he hasn't done anything in three months. That's obviously not true. He's, he's had like his, two hot streaks and three cold streaks in that time frame.
1: He's, he's being he, he's a really, literalist
0: right now. If you he, look uh, up, he didn't like when I was a literalist to him yesterday. He was not impressed. What well, what was it? Do you remember that exchange?
2: I, it didn't even bother me, so obviously not uh, okay. He he had a
0: I don't I don't I you don't, I don't remember at all. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. I was giving I was giving Heath a taste of his own medicine. Being a little smart aleck right back to him. He didn't like it. I'm not a smart aleck. Oh, come on. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide that. So uh, Joe Public has weighed in on how do you feel about this commission rule? Once a team is eliminated from playoff contention, that team can't make trades anymore.
0: <laughs> we, we haven't been talking about that for a
1: week. I just want to know what Joe Public thought about it, so I put the poll up on Twitter. So far, 367 votes in about 15 minutes. I'm impressed. Uh, 69% like it. 31% say no way. It's
2: a very nice rule. And you know what? I'm going to retweet it and see if that changes things.
1: All right. All right, let's see. Double dongs yesterday. Only one player was Trey Mancini, who is 62% owned. Would you drop Domingo Santana, Gregory Polanco, or Josh Reddick for Trey Mancini?
0: Trey Mancini has been on the top 10 sleeper hitters list for, like, weeks because his ownership never rises beyond the critical point and because uh you know he's been productive all year i guess they've had good matchups a lot but it, he's just such a weird player cuz his ground ball rate is insanely high he still has a 350 BABIP for a, to go with like a 290 batting average uh, and, and you know doesn't make the kind of contact that backs it up but his numbers have been so good for so long no to answer your question i like santana more but I would drop Polanco for him. Mancini is somebody I keep recommending for people who need a one week replacement.
1: <laughs> He's an 873 OPS. Yeah. He's having a really good year. 296 with 20 home runs. Bad walk to strikeout ratio, but Mancini But you feel 63%. like, normally
0: you feel like that mid 300s but you need a high line drive percentage. His line drive percentage is way low. And his fly ball percentage is also way low, so how's he hitting the home runs? It doesn't make sense.
1: Mm. Three up. From yesterday, Will Myers is homered in two straight games. Jose Bautista has a six-game hitting streak and three homers in his last four games. And I'll get to Josh Bell in a second. But with Myers and Bautista, do you think these are just little hot streaks, or could it be the start of something, you know, really good for Myers and Bautista?
2: There's so little time left in the season now that a little hot streak could carry you through the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So I, I would not.
1: Um Seven weeks left. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah there is a lot. A lot, not a lot left in the regular. I guess season, it depends fantasy if, regular season.
0: Right. If if you your league uses playoffs or not, you kind of have to view things with a more short term. Right. Perspective. Um, I I am I would have both in my lineup this week.
1: All right. Yeah, Myers. He's homered in two straight games, as I mentioned. But he had a stretch in July where he homered in three straight games. And then he was terrible after that. <clears throat> so, but yeah. hopefully picking it up again.
0: I don't, I don't think either would, it depends how big the lineup is. Standard roto lineup starts what? Seven more hitters than a standard head to head lineup. So probably yes to that, but head to head, no, I don't, I have better options than this at those two positions. If I'm, if I've been halfway decent this year.
1: Yeah, I've been stuck starting Bautista kind of stinks. Six man rotate. Oh, Josh Bell. Josh Bell, 72% owned. He's having a nice year. Uh he's batting two fifty five with twenty home runs, three thirty on base, four eighty-two slugging, and forty-four walks, eighty-four strikeouts for Josh Bell. Number twenty, uh, for number twenty first baseman in points, number twenty five in Roto. Hmm, I don't know what to say about Josh Bell. He just sort of was like I don't know, corner infield DH type that you just deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: have a feeling he he's just kind of in no man's land because in some ways, he's exceeded expectations this year, but so many first basemen have. And, uh, it's the only position he's eligible at. I, that's kind of how I feel like Dominic Smith's stint's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he'll be good in a vacuum, but you're just not going to be able to make a, find a spot for him.
1: That's three up, none down, rotation from yesterday, six man rotation. Anything to say about Sonny Gray, Danny Salazar, Brad Peacock, Garrett Cole, Dan Straley and Tanner Roark. Gray, Salazar, Peacock, Cole, Straley, and Roark.
2: Like you said at the beginning that Danny Salazar was back to his old self. But he was back to like his old self before the beginning of this year.
1: That's what it meant. Yeah, yeah. the beginning of
2: this year was just terrible. That This is the type of start you can live with if he
0: doesn't quite have it all together one day but strikes out eight, gives up one run. Yeah. Walk mm-hmm. four. I, I think he's back. I don't really question his start ability right now. And I – I mean, Peacock may be getting to that point, too, since there's still no timetables for McCullers. He looks like he's a fixture for the Astros for the foreseeable future. His return to the rotation after one relief appearance was a disaster, but he's the one Astros pitcher who's been able to shut down that White Sox lineup.
1: (laughs) You know, that return to the rotation that was a disaster was sort of a difficult circumstance for Peacock. You know, he he ends up, like, making a spot start, basically – not on regular red right, was a four-inning
0: relief appearance I think before that and then right and then a surprise return to r- rotation
1: right so i i don't know like he's actually done pretty well with the walks lately he'll have a start here and there where he gives up five walks but most starts he's not Brad Peacock is not plagued by control problems so he's i mean as an rp for sure you're starting him all the time but i like what i peacock is pretty damn good he's like unhittable all right Fringy starting pitchers. Luis Castillo, 72% owned. Uh, Danelson Lamette, 56% owned. And Blake Snell, 22% owned. Jason Hamill, 32% owned. He's got a 370 ERA over his last 12 starts. He's been pretty consistent. And Hamill's at Oakland next week. If you need a one start fill-in, Hamill's not a bad idea at 32%. Tyler yeah, Skaggs had a good start. I don't too. know.
0: Like, I feel like we've fallen for this with a lot of similar pitchers this year. Matt Garza. Um, Mike Leak. you know, just that – you know they're not a big bat misser, but they've been pretty reliable lately, so maybe you'll roll the dice on them, and then it just all falls apart.
1: At Oakland, but, though, Oakland strikes out so much. I actually think he can get a strikeout per inning in that start.
0: <laughs> what were Garza's matchups this week? I think
2: they were pretty good. Man. I mean, Garza's we didn't thing. Start. We never thought Garza was as good as Jason Hamill coming into this year.
1: I had a moment where I was intrigued by Garza because he, he changed his arsenal, but no, I never – no, I never really bought into Garza. Look, Hamill has 370 ERA in his last 12 starts. It's kind of yeah. You Yeah. Know, Start reasonable. at your
0: own risk. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I would be afraid if I was you.
1: Do you think Blake Snell has a promising outlook going forward? 22% uh, owned?
0: Rest of season? Yeah. No. I'd bet against it. In his career, yes. Control but. is getting better. Yeah, I mean it has to start somewhere, right? I just I feel like the starts where his control's good and he actually goes six innings, which I think this was the third time all year he's gone six innings. Uh, he, his strikeouts really suffer as well and that's obviously what you want from him is a lot of strikeouts. So I don't know. I'm not he's probably my third favorite of this list behind Castillo and Lamette. Which by the way, I was it was kind of disappointing. Castillo yesterday finally got the great matchup after mm-hmm. so many bad ones. And it's just kind of a, eh, it's technically a quality start, but not many strikeouts. It looks a lot, not like most of his other starts. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, he was, Castillo was pitching very well and then he got ripped apart in the sixth inning. Yeah. So I went to look he, if he has an issue with that, pitching deep into games. Does he get, does he get beat up the third time around? And no, he doesn't.
0: Again, I'm only expecting four more turns for him, so can't, can't be too much of an investment anyway.
1: Let's take a look at two star pitchers for fantasy week 20. And Kyle Hendricks has Cincinnati and Toronto at home. Start or sit? Start.
0: Cincinnati and Toronto, Kyle Hendricks. I mean, if you're fine with him pitching five and two thirds innings, then yeah. Okay. Well, you're getting 10 then, so it's better than most one star pitchers. Mm-hmm. Sure. He may not win you either start, but.
1: I think will I think he'll get at least one win. Cincinnati He's and Toronto. So
0: He just went seven innings in his last start, didn't he? No, I I
1: don't think think so. I think
0: his start before last, he went seven, but that was his only start with even six in, like, I don't know, a long time.
1: Yeah, his last start was four and two-thirds. The one before that was seven. And back to the – oh, come on, stupid computer. get Back to the two-star pitching list. John Gray, two starts. They're both at home. Nope. Both at home,
0: yeah, I'd rather not.
1: Atlanta and Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, that's – I mean, if you really just feel like you need that extra start in a points league.
1: Okay. Kevin Gosman. Not Gossman. the craziest idea. Kevin Gosman at Seattle, home against the Angels.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll go with him, he, just, even though his last start wasn't his best. I like the 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 bigger trend he's been on.
1: Ivan Nova at Milwaukee, home against St. Louis.
0: Pretty much done with him. Maybe you could justify it in a points league, but... I don't really want to. A lot of base runners, and... uh you just hope he pitches deep in the game.
1: Colin McHugh at Arizona, home against Oakland.
0: I'll give him a pass for his last start, too, and go with him. I would rather not, but I'd rather start him than Nova.
1: That's Colin McHugh. How about Luis Castillo at the Cubs, at the Braves? Sure. Yep. Trevor Bauer at Boston, at Kansas City. Nope.
0: Yeah, I would it either, even though three really good starts in a row, I just don't know where it came from, and I don't trust it.
1: Mike Leake at Boston, at Pittsburgh. Nope. Nope. We said start Marco Estrada next week. Tampa Bay at the Cubs. Denelson Lamette, Philadelphia, and Washington at home. Yep. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because of the Philly start, I'll roll the dice on that.
1: Not starting Julio Tehran at Colorado and home against Cincinnati. Hopefully nope. Alex Cobb will come off the DL. We'll see. He's, he's
0: not going to be eligible for Monday's start.
1: Oh, okay. So he won't have
0: been enough time. He may make a start later in the week, but, uh, it won't be that soon. Odorizzi might be a two-star pitcher instead. If he's okay. uh, That would be against Toronto and against Seattle. Seattle. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, this is the one we really like. You know, we told you to pick up Vince Velasquez, but don't anymore because of the injury, but Jared Eichoff at San Diego at San Francisco.
2: Yeah, really neat trick that Adam uses no, in leagues that he's a commissioner of. this is your fault. Is your he fault. He turns off waivers and then people make claims and then he says, "Oh, I have to reverse that just so we Wait, can see who people
0: are trying to get." Let's tell and everybody. Then, and then he picks them up. I didn't pick them up. Up.
1: up. I didn't pick him up.
0: It's a really good. That trick. is no, no. not in the spirit of fantasy baseball.
1: Let, let's discuss what actually happened. So, in this league, I always turn waivers off on Mondays before lineups lock, and then I put waivers back on. But in CBSSports.com. In our leagues, you have to check a box that says free agent players always on waivers. That way, you know, you can set it up where only players that get dropped are on waivers and all other players are just regular free agents. I forgot to check that box. So Heath picked up Jared Eichhoff a a couple of days ago and he told me, Hey, uh, you, you didn't put waivers back on. I just picked him up, you know, without having to wait. Being honest. Yes.
2: I made an illegal acquisition. I wanted to make him let him know that because he wouldn't have noticed.
1: I I would have. I would have seen the email and then I put Aikoff back on as a free agent or back on waivers and I checked the box and now anybody who wanted Aikoff had to make a claim for him and he didn't. What happened? You didn't put in a claim.
2: Um in the time between when that happened and the next this is the last week of the regular season in that league. Yeah. I've been eliminated from the playoffs All right, okay. because of your team.
1: And I didn't – oh, because I'm not going to win? I might yeah. win. I might I win. I needed
2: you to go 2-0, and you are just completely pooping False. all over the bit. False.
1: Check the scores. We're back in it. We had a big day yesterday. Um, but uh, no, Heath, uh, you didn't – I didn't pick him up. I wouldn't have done that. I, I would have done that, I guess, but I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, All right, so Jared Eikhoff, pick him up. He is 44% owned at San Diego at San Francisco. Ty Get Block. Him him. Ty Block we don't like, right? I don't hate him. Alright. I, I hate at him. Miami I don't hate him
2: at running. all. I hate his guts. <laughs> he's, he's a poor man's Jared
1: <laughs> Is there anyone else? Adam Conley has decent matchups, but no. I don't think there's anyone else. Asher Wojciechowski at the Cubs at Atlanta? Nope.
0: Take a braver man than me.
1: Bartolo Colon, Cleveland and Arizona?
2: Nope. He got out of that Terrible situation in Atlanta And he's a good pitcher again I wouldn't get, might give him a shot
0: <laughs> With those matchups Come on You just wanted to get that Atlanta dig in there You can't fool me
1: Some Turbo speed emails Steven Is in a 16 team Dynasty league Oh this is not turbo speed He gives up Jimmy Nelson Steven Souza Forrest Witten no, I can't read it I can't read it It's too much I'm sorry <laughs> Psych <laughs> For you uh, is okay. This is from Josiah in Elizabethtown. Is Colin McHugh the Tyler Duffy of 2017? Gets continuously hyped to the point that I add him in all my leagues, but ultimately becomes a non-factor in fantasy. Yep. Wait, who are we? Ty, is Colin McHugh? I don't think you want to say yep. Is Colin McHugh the this year's Tyler Duffy? Oh. <laughs>
0: I feel like I was mostly responsible for the Tyler Duffy hype, right? And you're yeah. mostly
2: responsible for the Colin McPugh yeah. hype. He singled so, you out. Come
0: on, one bad start. Give him give him a break. Let's, <laughs> let's not make jump to that conclusion yet. He's always had a great curveball and has added Brad Peacock slider to it. So Colin McPugh. Because <laughs> he stinks.
1: By the way, uh, this emailer, jo- Josiah singled you out, Scott, about Duffy, but I, I removed it from the email.
2: That
0: was kind of you.
1: Jesse in Fullerton, would you drop Cody Allen for Trevor Rosenthal?
0: Cody Allen Mm, for Trevor— I I actually did just move Trevor Rosenthal ahead of Cody Allen because of Cody Allen's weird tendency to not get many saves for a great team.
1: And Rob wants to know who he should drop Zach Davies for, Fulton Ryu, or Charlie Morton?
0: For you. Any of them, Morton would be my top choice. All right. Uh yeah, I think so.
2: Heath, good to have you back. It was great to be here. I look forward to talking to you on Monday after another great week of fantasy baseball.
1: That's right. Damn straight. And that's Heath Cummings, Scott White. I'm Adam Azer. Scott it was also good to have you back, but you know
0: I'm always here. We're old friends, team scam. See
1: you later, everybody. Have a great weekend.